0: Well, let's welcome you back to This Week in the Association. I'm Rob Panier, joined once again our good buddy, Kevin Luco, and our amazingly special guest, Tanner Hoop. So Tanner and Kevin, thanks for joining me back here again. Great contest in in, uh, game number two here between the Kansas City Monarchs and the Chicago Dogs. But, Kevin, one that looked like it was kind of over early on as the Monarchs jumped out to that early lead.
1: Well, first, um, I want to let everybody know that uh, this podcast is brought to you by the by the highway system of the upper
0: Midwest. <laughs> well, tell us your thoughts on that early start there for Kansas City. It's a sign
1: that when you have a veteran club that, that by the way, did you know they have nine former major leaguers on Kansas City? <laughs> uh, yes, they do. A veteran club's just not going to be held down for too long. I thought Austin Faith did as good as he could early on, but uh, three run home run by Jan Hernandez. Um, broke the broke the goose egg on the Kansas City side of the board and it just seems like that sparked life into the monarchs early on.
0: Tanner, the dogs had uh, were expecting to use Brian Warzack. In as the starter for today and kind of a bullpen day but that's 16 inning game wiped that house so austin faith wound up getting the start he looked pretty good early on but got in trouble in the fourth and just could not get himself out of that jam
2: yeah it's like what kevin said you know Kansas City's just got too many dogs on that team you know they've got guys who played at the highest level and uh, best and you know they just refused to lose and it was a situation not a must win today but it felt like you know, with their backs uh, kind of pressed against the wall, they uh, did force a split opening in Chicago, and, uh, you know, had that big five-run fourth inning, and, you know, that And, 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 and you know, those those two managers, I do got to tip the cap toông- to Butch, because, you know, trying to manage bullpens after a 16-inning game is, I mean, that's got to be tough, you know, doing that back-to-back, and even less than 24 hours, you know, uh, apart from each other. Um, you know, they, I, I thought they both did a good job. I think the bullpen, all things considered, when you look at uh, who was used today and how long they were used, I, as good as they can be. You know, it seems like, uh, like they're in as good a shape as they can be, you know. So uh, I give credit to those managers. You know, they, they really do earn that title, manager. And uh, I tell you what, um, Kansas City's just got – I think it does speak just uh, more to the guys that they have on that roster and in that offense. Uh, because we know faith is good stuff, and
0: Kansas City was just able to get to him in one big inning. Well, the inning started off, Kevin, with a base hit by Oduble Herrera. After Justin Wiley popped out, Chris Herman drew a walk, and that brought Hernandez to the plate, who turned on an 0-1 pitch, drilling it for a three-run shot. We've talked about Hernandez, and kind of the un- the uh, anonymous season for him in some ways, just because it, it, we just didn't see what we <clears throat> excuse me, have normally seen out of him, but boy... Talk about a huge home run for his team early on.
1: Not to mention that's his third home run in the in the playoffs thus far, and you know I don't I don't think anyone's really all that surprised by it. And boy, if you if he stays stays hot in the final three games in Kansas City, that's yeah, just going to be a lot for the Dogs to have to deal with.
0: What I liked about this inning, Tanner, was that. Kansas City doesn't just take the you know foot off the gas right there. Micah Rodolfo follows with a double. He scores on a Taylor Snyder double two batters later. Robson then beats out a single to put runners at the corners, and that brought L.J. Hatch to the place, plate, who singled in the right. So they get the two big, uh, the big two out hit here in this frame, and really got themselves out to that five run early, five run early lead, uh, ensuring that they were trying to put their you know feet on the throat of the Chicago Dogs team.
2: Yeah, I tell you, that was the way that you wanted to see uh, your team respond. If you're Joe the you know it was a really good response after a demoralizing loss, you know, the night before, and you know they were able to bounce back. And now it's Chicago's turn. You know, they uh, they kind of I, I don't want to say necessarily got it handed to them today, but uh, Kansas City just looked like a more inspired team. And now the series will shift to Legends Field, so I'm excited to see what Chicago's response is. Uh, you know, Kansas City, you know, they had their opportunity to step up to the plate, so to speak, and they did. And uh, now I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Chicago answers uh, with a pivotal game three coming up in Kansas
0: City. Zach Groth started for Kansas City, looked very good through the first three innings. Chicago able to touch him up a little bit in the fourth. Nick Heath doubles with one out. Ryan Lidge follows with a double. Kevin, Ryan Lidge has continued to be the heart and soul of this team. And whenever they needed a big hit, he seems to have been the guy who's delivered. He got his team on the board in this contest. Not to mention, Lidge
1: caught 16 innings last night. It would have been very easy to go into, up to manager Butch Hobson and say, can you just DH me today and let Ben LaVorcey catch? But that was not the case as Lidge was in the lineup behind the plate, and not only did he catch another nine innings, he also also tried to orchestrate a comeback for the Dogs.
0: Well, let's move into the seventh, Tanner. This was a op- golden opportunity for Chicago to get back in this game as Luke Mangieri let off with a home run. Then Dylan Rosa doubles. Matt Bocher walks, and Cody Bohannock loads the bases with a single. That removed Groats from the game, and Brandon Finnegan came on. Bases loaded, no one out. But Chicago is not able to get any more runs in that inning as a strikeout by Hay- against Jesus Lujano. Peyton Eels and flies out to a shallow left field and then Nick Heath flies out the center. I mean, probably the most pivotal point in the game right here, and, and Kansas City's Brandon Finnegan really came up big.
2: Yeah, you know, Finnegan hasn't seen a whole lot of innings during this postseason, and, uh, you know, maybe there's a a surprise there for some people. But, you know, he's a guy that's always been high leverage. You know, I love the stat, how he's the only player to play in the College World Series and the Major League World Series in the same year, did so back in 2014. And he's one of those guys that just seems to shine uh, the brighter the lights are. So I give him a ton of credit. You know, that was Chicago's chance, you know, if they were going to make a comeback. Uh, They had the opportunity to do so, but Finnegan came in in a high-leverage spot and uh, shut the door, and that's what you look for from uh, from a guy like that.
0: Going back to your point, Tanner, about how Chicago responds going into Game 3 after this disappointing loss for them, how do you think the team responds after having a big inning like that, an opportunity to blow this game and and really – make it a tie game of at least pull within a run and coming away with nothing. How do you think psychologically that impacts the team?
2: Uh, it's absolutely demoralizing and that's where you lean on guys like Lidge, you know, he's a good clubhouse guy in addition to being a really good player and, you know, you kind of lean on your vets in a situation like that, guys who've been there before and played the game at the highest level, and you know, Kansas City certainly got guys like that, and Chicago's got a few guys that have spent some time in the majors, but, you know, you look to those guys in that situation to kind of set the tone for the young guys and, you know, make sure everybody's keeping that old head up, you know, keeping the chin up, what have you, and, uh, you know, and you, you, you don't dwell on it. I know it's demoralizing, what have you, but... Um, you know, it's one of those things that you got to have a short memory. And, uh, you know, the, the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. You know, as, as cliche as that is, um, you know, they, it is that, that way for a reason.
0: In the eighth, Kevin, Kansas City restores the five-run advantage when Justin Wiley homers to to lead off the inning. Uh, Micah Rodolfo adds a solo shot later in the frame as well. You know, it's funny, Kevin, they had such a, a – a, tremendously huge home run number from kansas city last season and i think some people thought that this was kind of an off year the so club still led the league in homers with 140 and you know when they when they need a big hit it seems like somebody delivers the home run for them
1: yeah they just kind of quietly went about this year there was um you know herman had his player of the year like season but other than herman it was pretty steady you didn't have a david thompson in the lineup you didn't have uh didn't have a Gabby Guerrero in the lineup that not only hit home runs but did it with flair. He, they were just, you know, like I said, this whole team with nine former major leaguers, they're just so businesslike that they just kind of quietly went about their business. So you just didn't really, it wasn't really eye-popping with their home run totals. They just, they just went out and did their job.
0: The dogs respond once again there, Tanner, as a single by Ryan Lidge leads off the inning. He's erased a, a on a field of choice by Josh Altman. But look at Mangieri winds up doubling into dead center field, driving uh, Altman all the way around to score. And suddenly, again, the dogs are back in this inning. Matt Bocher singles to put two on with two down, but Cody Bohannon struck out looking. Bohannock, oh, I think I said, I said that wrong. Bohannock strikes out looking. And another missed opportunity for the dogs.
2: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where Lidge is kind of the tone setter. And, you know, leading off that inning with a single, he you know sets the table and sets the tone at the same time. And, uh, you know, there were situations where Chicago could have folded. I give them credit. You know, they keep coming at you. And I think it uh, just says more about Kansas City and the job they did down the stretch, managing that game and maintaining that lead.
0: In the ninth, Kansas City has more, one more run on an RBI single by Chris Herman. You know, Chris Herman had done very little in this game. The only guy who did not have a hit through the first eight innings, Kevin. But the monarch still had seven runs. you got to feel pretty good about your offense when your top player hasn't really delivered until the end of the contest, but you're still scoring.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't know how many times I need to repeat it, but, you know, the veteran bats up and down the lineup, it's when you got that much talent, it's easy for one guy to pick up another guy that wasn't having a big day i understood butch hobson's philosophy getting brian schlitter back out into a, a non safe situation just to try to get him a shutout inning and get some confidence to build on going into the rest of the series it just did not work out as he allowed to run to the
0: monarchs to pad their lead even further well let's stay there for a minute kevin because he gives up a leadoff single and a hit by pitch. Gavin Collins then singles into right field, but Robson is thrown out at the plate. It looks like he's going to get out of the inning unscathed after striking out Wiley, but Herman with a base, big base hit into left. Jan Hernandez walks below the bases before he's able to get out of the inning. But, man, I think if you're Chicago right now, I don't know if you can turn to Schlitter, don't you think? You just, you just can't count on him to close out a game.
1: Well, you know, and we talk about Newberry, but Newberry also gave up runs today. So it's, I think it's going to have to be a situational thing where, you know, if you like, as uh, Kansas City's trotting out some If you know, maybe go to a lefty in the pen like a Trevor Lane. Maybe Trevor Lane's going to be your guy. But, you know, the, he got really stretched out last night. So he's not someone that could have came in today, but maybe the final three games of the series, he might have to be a high-leverage pitcher.
0: Tanner, you got the benefit of watching arguably the best pitcher in the American association this season and Charlie hasty and he he didn't really have a, a a long stretch of game maybe a one or two where he was really kind of struggling a little bit but if you're if you're butch Hobson are, are you turning to Brian schlitter hoping that he's going to close out games for you right now well I
2: don't think we've seen the last of schlitter this series I know we have and I, I just don't know what role it's going to be i tell you this uh, whatever is going on with him, you know, they, they, it's something that has to be a priority that they got to figure out because I don't think Chicago wins this series without Brian Schlitter being the effective regular season version of himself. You know, he, just, he means so much to that team and to that pen. And, you know, considering all the arms that were used in last night's six, uh, 16-inning thriller, um, you know, you, you really got to have your guys, your top guys, at their best. And uh, If Chicago's going to win this and, they, you know, now becomes the best of three where they don't have home field advantage – um, you know, they, they're going to need a guy like Schlitter, a guy who can be that reliable knife in and go.
1: You know, I want to add to this, guys. I read something this afternoon that someone made the observation when Schlitter gave up his run last night, after the inning, he went to the clubhouse. He did not go back into the dugout. I don't know if that's something where maybe he's going through something where he needs to get the trainer's attention right away to work on something with his arm what leg whatever but if he was not injured to me that's just that's bad optics right there like i said we don't know what's going on we're not in chicago but you know fans notice that kind of stuff and hopefully there's nothing to it but if there is yeah that it was just bad optics last night
0: in the bottom of the night the scoring is closed out when jesus lujano leads off with a home run against patrick weigel and you know my my thought after watching that tanner was uh if you're chicago you know your your clothes are struggling but hey you got a home run off the closer for kansas city so maybe not all is sunk here right now
2: yeah you know you take the victories where you can get them you know as small of a victory as it may be it's something and you know maybe it's uh, not as Situation where you know you uh, spark a rally and it didn't turn out to be, but you can carry that momentum into uh, to game three. And I, you know, you finish strong, you keep battling, and I do give Chicago credit. You know, after uh, you know failing to to really get back into the game with that seventh inning, um, you know they kept fighting, gave themselves opportunities, and uh, kept going up there, taking good hacks in the eighth and ninth. And you know that's a situation where I think you're you're managing to try to uh, get your team uh, moving
0: in the right direction going into game three. Kevin, one of the things Chicago was hanging their hat on was that they were 5-0 and at home during this postseason, finally dropped their first game at Impact Field. How do you think that impacts the team? Not pun intended. How do you think that impacts the team heading to Kansas City, if at all?
1: You know, not to pile on Sam Brief here, but it's, it's going to sound like it. Before the third inning... Was was it the third or fourth that was the the three-run inning for – I think maybe it was the fourth.
0: The fourth was the five-run inning for Kansas City, yeah.
1: Yes. Brief mentions, well, the script has been about the same every home game during the playoffs. Chicago gets an early deficit, comes back late, and ends up winning. I think he jinxed the dogs right then and there. (laughs) And another funny moment, which I'm probably the only one that caught it. Guys, you've watched the playoffs, right? You know who the sponsors are? Sun Butter, Peanut Butter, whatever that stuff is. And then um, Visit Fargo Moorhead. You guys have seen that, right? Yes, yeah. Brennan Metzger is up to bat in the middle of the game, and Sam mentions that Fargo was named by the Weather Channel as having the worst weather in the entire United States, and the broadcast is sponsored by Visit Fargo more Bob, I, I, Rob, I knew you had seven. a question there. I know you had a question there. What was it? I'll answer it now. I got all my material all the way.
0: <laughs> so how do you think the, the loss at, at home for the first time in the postseason impacts Chicago at all?
1: Well, I think you got to have a short memory. And you're going to go into a tough place to play in Kansas City, but, you know, the, the dogs just got to do what Sioux City did didn't do, and that's just – the pitching's got to maintain their composure, go out, pitch your game, don't get too flustered by the situation, and just try to win two ball games. I know you're on the road, but the pitching mound's still 60 feet, six inches from home plate, and the bases are 90 feet apart. Still baseball, boys.
0: Well, this is an interesting scenario here. Uh- Tanner, as you have Kansas City returning home, they had the second-best record in the American Association at home. Chicago, though, the second-best visiting record in the American Association. Um, so even if you're Kansas City, I think you're not going, hey, we're returning home looking to easily win two games here. I, I think you got to really believe that Chicago has just as much chance of winning on the road as they do at home. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
2: both teams are in this situation for a reason. You know, they've had to go into some hostile environments and win big games this year. So I don't think that's going to be anything new to anybody. Um, But, you know, it's one of those things where you don't get out to that ballpark more than once a year, you know, being in the opposite division. So, yeah, the environment can be a little bit different, a little tricky, challenging, what have you. But, you know, it's like Kevin said, you know, it's the same amount of a distance, you know, between the bases and uh, from the mound to home plate. So, you know, you go out there and you, you break it down and it's, you know, still the same great game. And uh, I, I tell you what, I don't think Chicago's going to be deterred uh, by the home field advantage Kansas City has. Now, maybe that plays into a factor. I, you know, I'm sure it does. Playing at home certainly helps. Uh, but I don't think uh, the environment's going to be too much for Chicago. You know, I, I think I expect them to come out and uh, continue to play the style of baseball they got them here.
1: Well, I, I get it where the – you know that's going to be different dimensions and Legends Field the hitters park but you know souls Impact Field and as far as the crowd goes I don't think Chicago will be flustered by the dozens of fans that have generally been coming out to Monarchs games
0: yeah it hasn't been the largest of crowds there in Kansas City but okay we'll start with Kevin here uh, after two surprise starts is not going to be that have not been Ashton Godot, I'm believing he'll go in Game Three, Kevin. So I'm gonna roll with that here today against Nick Green. So how do you see this game faring?
1: I see Kansas City as winning this one like six to one. So you know, after Tuesday night, um, Montgomery, Brand, Myers, Kansas City Isotopes will be a one-way win from one win away from a championship. Tanner, give us your
0: thoughts.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City in this one. You know, they get back to their friendly confines. They uh, maybe bring a little momentum after bouncing back uh, on Sunday. So uh, I really like Godot and, uh, and his stuff. And, you know, Nick Green's coming off an outstanding outing. He's had a couple of really, really good outings where he's just looked dominant. Um, I don't know, though, can he do that in back-to-back contest? I really haven't seen that from him this year. He's got good stuff, don't get me wrong. But I think I like Godot just a little bit better in this one. So I'm going to roll with Kansas City.
0: So tell me, for either one of you, does this change your prediction on who you think is going to win the series if you're taking Kansas City for Game Three? You know, I, uh, remember, Rob, I, I, I think Kansas City. Go ahead,
2: Tanner. Yeah, I, I think Kansas City is going to win this series. You know, I, um, going into it, I just I like their roster just a little bit more. You know, that's not to say I'd be shocked if Chicago wins it not by any stretch, but. Uh, You know, if if I'm a betting man, I'm putting money on this. Yeah, I got to roll with Kansas City. Kevin,
1: let's remember the script last year where it was one-one heading up to Fargo. Fargo took care of Game Three at home, but um, Milwaukee rolled, rolled back, rolled, and got the win in Game Four. And you know, Game Five, all bets were off. So. I can see this following a similar script, and you know what? It's ballsy, but I, I'm going to still stay with my prediction of Chicago winning it. I have not I base that on no logic whatsoever, just a gut feeling.
0: Well, we should mention as uh, our show is being recorded here that in the bottom of the fifth inning, that Quebec has a commanding 6-2 lead over Evansville in Game 5 of the Frontier League Championship. So, Evansville's going to need to make a big comeback here. And I know Kevin was believing in Evansville. Are we still riding the Evansville train? Could they make the, the big four-run comeback here, Kevin?
1: I think so. I have it on my TV right now, too, watching it. So, we're, we're, we're believers in
0: outer nation right now. Right on. In, uh what should be a no-brainer, we finally, finally moment here, I will say, uh brian torres had his contract purchased by the st louis cardinals and will be heading for the milwaukee milkman back to affiliate baseball man talk about do tanner i mean how what did this guy need to do he finally got a chance
2: and yeah, there's a few guys in this league that i feel that way about and uh, congratulations to brian you know he's, a, he's certainly a special player he's a lot of fun to watch he's one of those guys that you know you love watching him just now when he's playing your team but hey it's well deserved uh, the cardinals are getting a great one and i uh, tell you what, I'd love to have him back in the association at some point, maybe even in a Super Bowl's uniform, who knows. But I'll uh, tell you what, he's awesome, and uh, I'm really happy for him getting that
0: opportunity. Kevin, I know you're not surprised by this at all.
1: No, I'm not, And When St. Louis is going good, somebody like a Brian Torres could be a St. Louis kind of player where he's not going to hit 40 home runs, but he's going to be a guy that's just going to be a pest to play against, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if someday we see him in a Cardinals jersey. Wish him all the best.
0: I hope that's the case, and he should have the three of us sitting front row whenever they come to wherever that we're by. Just, uh, say, Brian, we were standing by you from the very start. That's what we're looking for. Brian, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying be nice. Okay. So I think that's it for you guys. Uh, man, we have the day off. Uh, tomorrow morning, Kevin and I will come out with our Rookie of the Year, and I think it'll make Tanner Hoops happy. So that's all I'm going to say oh, about it. Like right of that. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about it. So for Kevin Luco and Tanner Hoops, I'm Rob Panier. We'll see you next time on this week in the Association.